This is episode 59. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Hazards. As of this podcast release date, state contractors have cleared, get this, nearly 120 residential properties affected by the Wolsey and Hill fires. That includes burned metal, concrete, chimneys, ash, and a whole bunch of other debris. To date, crews have cleared debris from 102 properties in Los Angeles County alone whose owners are participating, of course, in the state's consolidated debris removal program. There are 17 properties in Ventura County. Now, in this episode of All Hazards, we caught up with Kendra Boyer, Cal OES incident commander on the Wolsey and Hill fires in Southern California. We met her in the field where crazy, crazy weather made this one of the quickest podcast recording sessions ever. From rain to snow to downpour, all in the span of about 10 minutes. This is an abbreviated podcast because of Mother Nature. First up, she talks about debris operations. Everything's going really well. We've got about 27 crews that are in the field performing debris operations or Ventura and LA County. Next, what about those right of entry forms? How many were submitted? We have about a thousand ROEs between Los Angeles and Ventura County. New Cal OES PIO Justin Jacobs asked her, what about the weather affecting operations? Yeah, weather's been a slight factor. Uh, we've had some mudslides on the mountainsides in Malibu, so we've had some weather days in some areas we can't reach due to these mudslides. Their crews are still working with Public Works to try to get the areas open for our, for our crews. And describe the whole process for us. Sure, there's about eight steps that go into the entire process. So once the property owner submits the right of entry form, we perform a site assessment. That site assessment includes taking photographs and measurements of the property, documenting where wells, septics, vehicles, pools, any kind of specific hazards that uh, might be posed to the crew when they get on site so they can be aware of those before they, they get onto the property. Uh, once we perform the site assessment, there is a certified asbestos consultant that does an asbestos assessment. They go around the property looking for signs of asbestos containing material. If they know that there is uh, asbestos on the property, they'll take samples of that, they'll get sent off to a lab. The lab analyzes those samples and uh, lets us know what the results are. If there is asbestos on the property, we hire a certified asbestos uh, removal contractor that comes in and does the abatement. Um, properly and according to California standards, and it gets put into a landfill that is certified to hold that material. If there isn't asbestos on the property, it gets moved over into the scheduling process for um, debris removal. If the property does have a chimney or any kind of hazardous standing walls, um, those get knocked down before beforehand so that it doesn't pose a safety to the safety hazard to the crew. Um, once it gets put into the debris removal phase, the property owners get notified with a 24 to 40 hour telephone call to let, the, let them know that the crews are going to be out there so that they can be on site if they like to be. Um, sometimes the property owners like to do a walk around with the crew so they can point out things that they're looking for or that they, they hope to be retrieved and so the crews will go in and handpick through some stuff looking for certain items for the property owners if they wish. Um, they'll do the debris removal. Once all the debris has been removed, uh, the debris includes, you have metal, ashen, ashen debris, you have soil, you have concrete. Um, that type of material is what we generally remove. We could possibly remove trees if they're a hazard to the safety of the crew when they're working on the property, but typically trees aren't, aren't a part of our program. 
Uh, once they remove all the debris, uh, we go in and do soil samples, which they take samples of the area that was affected by the fire where we've removed debris, just to make sure that all that contamination has been removed with the, the ash itself. Uh, once those soil samples come back clear, then it goes into the erosion control phase where we put up BMPs to make sure that um, it's in good order before they, since it's gonna be a little bit before they start building. Um, sometimes the soil samples come back below the cleanup standards and so we might have to put a rescrape crew in there to, to maybe take a little bit more soil in the area that came back with uh, undesirable results. Um, once it does get the results, we do the erosion control, it moves into the final step, which is the final sign-off, where a state uh, operations employee goes out and does basically a QAQC of the lot to make sure that all of our standards have been met and all of the processes have been followed and gets the stamp of approval. Uh, once that form is signed, those get put up with, put together with the, the um, soil sample results and sent over to the county to be released back to the property owner. So in her mind, what makes an operation a success? I'd say, as cliche as it may sound, it takes a lot of teamwork. You've got different state agencies, you have local jurisdictions, you have your cities, your counties, you have consultants, you have contractors. Um, open lines of communication, we're all, we, we all work out of the same office. So we have our consultant there, we have the different agencies in, in the county and the cities in, in our office so that we can communicate back and forth based on uh, communications we get from the property owners or from the consultant or contractor with issues they run into. Um, so that's definitely the teamwork that we have and the open lines of communication are what make this run so smoothly. The end goal equals their success. The end, the end goal, which is how we measure our success, is being able to release these properties back to their, their rightful owner in a manner that is clean and safe and that they can start rebuilding and starting their lives over again. Now, videographer John Larimore, who was also there with Justin, asked her, what do you tell people who feel it's taking too long? We have to make sure there's, there's steps and there's processes that we have to go through to make sure that not only are we being safe for the, for the crews that are working, but for the community as well. So we have certain properties that are priorities based off of their location because maybe they're next to a school or they're next to a nursing home where you have much more sensitive um, people that are, that are residing or working or attending school in those areas. So we do have to focus on those as a priority, um, but we do organize everything so that it's most efficient as possible so we can get the most amount of properties done in the least amount of time as possible. Now she mentioned that there will be flags, little tiny flags that were posted all over the property after the soil sampling has been completed. Then of course the rain kicks in, but she answers that question. What I like to emphasize is um, after the soil sampling phase, that does not mean that we are done with, done with done with your property. Um, when you have the flags that the soil samples haven't came back yet, that doesn't mean that your property is clear. We have to get those soil sample results back to make sure there aren't any contaminants still in the, on the property. And what podcast would be complete without an outtake? We want to make sure that they're not sending their geotechnical contractors or any other type of contractor on the property. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> this is crazy. You just this got is nuts. Walked in the head by a pickle. I know. Like, One just went down my shirt. <laughs> or two. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow in Malibu will keep us from getting a podcast shot. That's right. <laughs> Told you there was crazy weather. 
All right, well, we have a blog story about the Phase 2 debris removal operations for the Woolsey and Hill fires at oesnews.com, oesnews.com. It's got the latest information as of March 4th. I want to thank Justin Jacobs, our brand new PIO, and John Larimore for braving elements to get this interview with Kendra Boyer, the incident commander there with Cal OES. And thanks to Kendra, of course. She was a good sport for tolerating the inclement weather during our Q&A. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to All Hazards at the iTunes Store and Google Play. And if you have any questions or comments, got an idea or two, shoot me an email to questions at caloes.ca.gov. That is questions at caloes.ca.gov. For everyone here at Cal OES, I'm Sean Boyd. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to the Cal OES All Hazards Podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast page where you can find past episodes along with show notes and links. And give us a social shout out. Tell others about us on Twitter and Facebook. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you.